Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and an ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. The following episode may contain inappropriate material. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Ben Wright Human, author of the webcomics Cospain and the Letters of the Devil, and you are listening to the PVD Cast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of the PVD Cast. I am your humble host and your podcast purveyor, John Orlando, and welcome to episode number 249. I hope you're doing well, and I hope this past weekend you got your fill of some great wrestling action. Uh, SummerSlam was this past Sunday. Uh, Last Saturday was NXT uh, TakeOver 30. I actually totally forgot, too, that AEW was on Saturday night because of a change in the schedule on TNT, and there was a host of other independent shows going on. So last weekend was kind of like a cornucopia of wrestling goodness. And to discuss some of that wrestling goodness, specifically the WWE's presentation of SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 30, I am joined by the pro wrestling pundits. DJ Joey Blaze and Ringside Rand. We're going to talk all about those two events. We're going to dissect them and talk about the winners, the losers, maybe some of the storylines coming out from those two events. And, uh, you know, it's always a fun time to have the guys on. They were just on last week to give their predictions and their opinions on what they thought might happen. And so let's see how well we did, shall we? (laughs) Because some of our predictions are right. Some of our predictions were wrong. Since these episodes tend to be a little bit longer in length, let's get right on into some important announcements, and then you'll hear our discussion of SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 30. So the first announcement that I need to take care of is the fact that this episode is brought to you by the great sponsor, World's Greatest Comics. They're located at 5974 Westerville Road in Westerville, Ohio. They have tons of comics from every era, the golden era, the silver era, the bronze era, even the modern era as well. They've got graphic novels, collections, various different collectibles, toys, posters, back issues, and one heck of a pool system. So if you ever fear that you might miss a single issue of your favorite comic, just sign up for the pool system and you'll never have to worry ever again because as that comic comes out, it's pulled and held for you until you come in and pick it up. So... Check them out by going over to the store, once again located at 5974 Westerville Road in Westerville, 
or check them out online at wgcomics.com. And you can even find them on Facebook. Just search for at wgcomics. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear the PVD cast every single Monday night through Redline Radio LLC. Just simply go over to redlineradiollc.com or visit them on Facebook at Redline Radio LLC. Or better yet, if you're an Android phone user, all you got to do is go over to the Google Play Store, find the Redline Radio LLC app, click it, install it in your phone, and you, my friend, can take the station with you wherever you go, and you can check out all the great shows and all the great music on Redline Radio LLC. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's throw it to a break, and on the other side of the break, I sit down with DJ Joey Blaze and Ringside Rand to talk about SummerSlam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it. We are just a few days removed from a huge weekend of wrestling action. Of course, I'm talking about SummerSlam, talking about NXT TakeOver 30. And once again, I'm joined by the pro wrestling pundits, Ringside Rand. How are you this evening? Life is good here in the Golden Ghetto. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. All right. That's a great million-dollar man action figure, by the way, on your, on your desk there. As he should be. <laughs> oh, you're putting him on your shoulder now. I see. DJ Joy Blaze, the other half of the Pro Wrestling Pundits. How are you, sir? Doing swell. Thank you, like I said earlier, as the crowd cheers for me. Feeling good and doing even better. Just taking a burlap sack and making it look like a cashmere sweater. All right. Well, gentlemen, let's just start off with a few kind of like our overall opinions of SummerSlam, shall we? So overall, Joey, what do you think of the show? We going on the five body slam rating again? We are going yep. on the five body slam. That's correct. Five being an awesome event, one body slam being pretty lousy. What are you going well, with? Well, I'm going to give it three body slams. I mean, it could have pushed three and a half. Some stuff was stale. Um, I thought some matches ran a little long. But the overall experience, it was nice to see it in the Thunderdome. Um, that helped. Stories were told. It was nice to see a few things. Um, but it could have been better. I think if it had been in the PC, it would probably been a one and a half. I'll be honest. I think the Thunderdome made a big difference in my opinion on it. So I gave it three and a half body slams. Rand, what did you give uh, the event overall? I'm in that same general area. I'm going just over three as well. I think the DJ said. Going into the Thunderdome really helped a lot. And I like just about all the matches. Yeah, and I'll echo that sentiment as well. I really like Thunderdome. It was something different. It's not it's not gonna be the same as having fans there, but it was something different and it had a, a different feel to it. And I liked it, so I thought that that was good. Guys, I gave it four body slams. I thought SummerSlam was pretty solid this year. You know, and I think that and I agree with you, uh, Joey, that if it was in the PC, it's not getting a four body slams. It's not. I think that the being in that bigger venue and having Thunderdome worked out swimmingly for them. Ooh, nice word. Nice word. Yeah. I bust them out every once in a while. All right. Well, let's break down the matches and see what we thought and what we predicted last week in regards to some of these matchups. We start with the match on the pre-show, which is the U.S. title on the line as Apollo Crews defeated 
MVP. Joey, what did you think of this match? It was a, it was a solid match. I it kind of lacked something though. I don't know what it was. I mean, it, it, it's a match they could have had on Raw. You know, let's be honest. So that's the thing. It, it it was supposed to be this big U.S. title match, and it was just kind of lackluster. Um, I don't know. I feel like Apollo. I'm glad to see him where he's at, but I feel like he's missing something. Exactly what it is, I don't know, but. It, 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 this seemed to be the theme throughout the night for me that these matches were, were were good matches, but it could have been on Raw, like I said. So, but I mean, I still enjoyed Apollo. Has has always been an amazing talent to me. So, if we're going to talk body slams, three body slams, nothing too out of the ordinary, crazy, just a just a solid match. Um, we all three picked Apollo Cruz to win, so we all were correct in our prediction. Um, Joey, you, you, I have it written right here. Well, a raw quality match. And I agree. There was something missing. It didn't have that big fight feel to it, but overall it was, it was good for what it was. I also, if we're going to rate each individual match, I would give it three body slams as well. Ran. Now that you got your thesaurus to, to look up cool words as well. <laughs> what do you think What's about another word for thesaurus? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Book of synonyms. <laughs> Anyways, Rand, what do you think of Apollo Crews taking on MVP? Um, I don't think we're done with, with these gentlemen going back and forth. I think there's going to be some additions to the herd company. Uh, Apollo Crews is somebody they either need to get on or just let go. I, and I think I he's agree. capable of going much further. I thought it was a, a raw quality match. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Rand. As I said last week, I'm kind of over Apollo Crews. They need to do something with him or let him go. I agree wholeheartedly. There's just shit or get off the pot. That is the old timey saying. You got it. Okay. Uh, so here was a question that I, I proposed here in the midst of um, getting prepared for SummerSlam. So we have another pay per view this Sunday. Um, payback, correct? Yep. So will we see different yes. people? Will we see different people on? payback that we didn't see on SummerSlam. For an example, for an example, um, we didn't see uh, the women's tag titles being defended. They, we didn't see the Intercontinental title being defended. So will those things be on that show? Will there be? And I think we got a little bit of a hint of that last night, you know, with some of the matches coming together for payback. I, I think so. I think they're going to, you're going to see, I think they're setting up stuff. I don't know where they're going. Like, let's say, for example, with the Aleister Black, Kevin Owens angle. I don't know if they're set up for a match for payback or for further down the road, but I think I, I, I think payback might kind of be in somewhat, lack of a better term, SummerSlam night two um, oh. for some of the matches that they couldn't get on there. Cause like, I'm sure you'll see IC rematch between Hardy and AJ Styles. Um, they already signed the, the three-way dance for the Universal title. Um, the tag matches has been made. Um, women's tag match, excuse me. So I think there's some stuff like maybe we'll see the SmackDown tag titles get defended. To me, that's what it was lacking on this show is you have all these titles and all these champions. Why aren't your champions on your main pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. That's why it, it just didn't have the big match quality because it's not, not all their champions were fighting. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, and that goes back to what we talked about last week too. Are there too many titles? Do we need to start thinning the herd a little bit so that they mean something? The name Payback would almost signify a rematch, but that's not necessarily the case. No, 
Now, there are no rematches, are there, so far? Well, the universal title is always a three-way with Roman Reigns. Right. Um, I just don't think they got to book SummerSlam totally like they wanted to because of COVID. I mean, that's – I think there's stories they still want to tell, and this has really jumbled up a lot of that for them right now. So, yeah. But it'll be interesting. I think Payback will have some decent matches, and uh, you'll see some different superstars. All right, well, let's move along as we have um, the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey taking on Asuka. Bailey gets the victory when there is a little interference or distraction from Sasha Banks. It leads to a miscue, and Bailey wins with the roll up. I think that uh, as I look at our list of predictions here, uh, Rand had Asuka winning, um, Joey and I had picked Bailey. And uh, although maybe not the way that we thought it would go down, but I thought this match actually was really good. Not as good as the next women's match with Asuka, but this one I thought was pretty solid. Rand, what do you think? I think you're exactly correct. I think I, I, um, I saw it going the other way because I thought the tension would be Sasha keeping the belt and Bailey losing the belt. As it turns out, Bailey keeps the belt and Sasha loses, loses hers later. I had it backwards. Yeah, Joey, what would you think of this match overall? I enjoyed the match. I, I, nobody's really, nobody is working harder right now than those two ladies, uh, Bailey and Sasha. And you take it to a whole other level and you get a lot more respect for them is the uh, documentary they did on, on them about their takeover match. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of takes you into their, their frame of mind, and it's always nice to do it that way. Bailey's been working her butt off since her heel turn, and she's able to do more with her character because as, as a face Bailey, she was limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's able to do more and she's able to be more creative. And, you know, what's great is they're, they're both fans. So they want to, they want what we want and they want to put on a good product and, and what better worker or wrestler to do it with than Oscar and, and both matches definitely deliver. Yeah, I agree. And, and I agree with you on the account that I believe that Bailey has really stepped up her game uh, with the heel turn, because I think there were some questions maybe that, oh, could she pull it off? Honest. And I think even on here, we we probably shit on her a few times because of, and and you go back and think of it, it's because of the direction of the baby face character because your hands are tied at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what's been nice about this now. There's all kinds of ways we can go with it now, especially when these two ladies feud. Who's going to go face? Who's going to go heel? And it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out too. And I believe that's one of the matches that they're trying to set up for payback, correct? In which Nia Jackson and uh, Shayna Baszler will be teaming the unlikely tag team against the uh, golden role models for the WWE women's tag titles. It's nice to see how the whole let's throw two superstars together is leading over to the women's division now. Yeah. They just showed the other two members of Shayna's clique, that uh, Jessamine and uh, Marina. They, sh- they just showed her backstage. Why would she team with me at Nia Jax? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, they tried to set it up last night, but I, I guess because they want to get these pe- ladies involved in programs, but I don't know. Which inevitably we know it's just going to end up with the two of them turning on each other, and there you go. It's nothing, it's nothing new we haven't seen in – I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. Of course, I'm not a fan of Nia Jax. I've been very upfront about that. I don't think she's a very good worker. I mean, case in point, she's hurt how many people? So we'll just leave it at that. All right, we are moving on. I concur. On. Which uh, tag team splits up and turns on each other? Banks and Bailey do it first, and then later it'll be Nia and Shayna. 
Or hell, so, it'll probably be two nights later, probably, it'll be Shayna and Nia. I think they're going to carry Bailey and Sasha to till Survivor Series, at least. Maybe even Rumble. I think they're going to stretch it out. Well, that's good. I hope they do. Why not build that? But So then that means Nia and Shayna will split up first. And then you'll see like a three-way dance for the Raw Women's title of, of Shayna, Nia, and Asuka. Oh, okay. Or maybe even a Four Corners match when you throw Sasha back in there. Not a coal miner's glove match? Or Dominic on a pole. No. no. <laughs> you forget about Viagra on a pole, too. Could you imagine if they did Dominic on a pole in 2020? Everybody's upset about the kids in cages now. You throw it on a pole in the middle of a wrestling ring, people will flip their lid. Yes, they would. <laughs> Especially if there was even the thought of maybe this poor kid that's stuck on a pole might get deported. Yeah, that would be... Even though he's an American citizen. Where's his poor father? He's clear down in the ring and the kid's all the way up on a pole. <laughs> all right, we'll get, we'll get to Dominic Mysterio here in a little bit. But let's move on with the uh, WWE Raw Tag Team titles are on the line. The Street Profits are taking on Andrade and Garza. I thought this might be the worst. At the time I wrote down, this is the worst match of the show. But I, not as bad as another one. But this... This match was not structured very, very well. I'm just going to throw it out there. Montez Ford has all the, 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 the enthusiasm and all of the charisma. Why is he taking all the heat? D'Angelo Dawkins takes the hot tag. Why? I, like, I don't know. I just felt like that was anticlimactic that Mr. Dawkins got in the ring there instead of Montez Ford. I think Ford would be the better person to take the hot tag. That's just my two cents. I, overall, ring psychology sucked. I, I've never, like, their pre-match hype I'm all about, but, I mean, I'll tell you all, Sammy hype was uh, Big Cass and Enzo. Like, that was great. Then you got in the ring, and then it was got to be a train wreck sometimes. These guys have charisma, and they have this. But if there's just, like I said about the first match, this match was missing something. Mm-hmm. because you have the tag team. Well, they've been a tag team, for them, but they're still kind of thrown together against the, the tag team champions. And I like their charisma. Like, I think Tez would be an awesome manager. He's athletic. But it, there's just something that, that just is missing there. Maybe, maybe it's my demo. Maybe I'm just old and I'm not all the way into the gimmick. But I got to give this match. I guess I would give Bailey an Oscar four and a half body slams. I would give this two and a half. You know what? And thanks, I for, think, th- thanks for reminding me. I forgot to get our ratings on that. We'll come and back. I to think it. that's being generous just because like I wasn't into the match. I just couldn't get into it. I didn't enjoy it. I wanted to, I really wanted to, you know, I just, I just couldn't get into it. So two and a half body slams. Rand, what, uh, what do you think about the street profits taking on Garza and Andrade? I think I saw a Frankensteiner, which I have not seen in a long time. Was it a Randa Canrana? <laughs> no. No. It was, a, it was a Frankensteiner. Okay. Well, we all, all three of us I picked. thought it was a slightly below average match as well. Yeah. I was going to say, we all three picked that the Street Profits would win. That's exactly what happened. I'll give it two body slams. Rand, what are you going with? Slightly below average. I'm going two out of five as well. All right. Here's why it got a half a body slam. Zelina Vega. Just her being there alone is, is worth half a body slam. That's why I gave it to her. Okay, here's my other gripe real quick. All right. What are they doing 
with this Charlie Caruso, Zelina Vega, stupid bachelor girl, and Garza. What, what the hell is this? What is this story? You're just jealous, first of all. I know that you're all about Chuck. I get that. Uh, Charlie Caruso is a, is a fine, fine young lady. That's all I'm going to say. I don't understand. I think that's just goofy. Like, the whole thing, because when Garza was XANXT, they're talking about how he just got engaged. Now, so that was the, now all of a sudden he's this ladies' man and this, that, and the other. And It, it was, it's, it's stupid. It's not going to go anywhere. They're going to drop it. You know they are, because Charlie's not going to get involved in a program with Zelina Vega. I think it's weak that they're promoting another show that's on at the same time. The Bachelor's a Monday Night Show, correct? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. You're asking us, correct? You're the one that watches it. <laughs> Touche, Joey. Touche. You were in the group text and said you watch it every once in a while. What happened to him? Rand, you there? I, can't I don't see. understand the um, Bachelorette either. By the way, Rand, what do you give uh, Bailey and Asuka? I'm going um, to give it four body slams, much like Joey. Four as well. Four we as go. well. All right. Okay, um, actually, I wrote down some notes on this next match, but I think we can just go ahead and just, just cross some of those out. We had Mandy versus Sonya Deville. Uh, the stipulation has changed. It's no longer hair versus hair. It is now loser leaves WWE. Uh, for those that don't know, the story goes that apparently, per Sonya's request um, and her lawyer's request, that the stipulation be changed because she has court coming up real soon due to the stalker incident and the attorney didn't think it would be smart to walk into court with a shaved head so it was changed to um loser leaves wwe um joey i know it's an audio podcast folks he was he was visibly visibly shaken by the mere mention of this match so joey are you uh you got some opinions about this well first i was visibly shaken by the the uh, video close-up of rand that kind of visibly <laughs> first um but uh i'll go to everything all right but you can still take a piece of shit paint a gold and it's still a piece of shit this match was terrible from the get-go especially how we were spoiled with the first women's match and then the other women's match i went and then you put them in there i don't like mandy rose gets a pass because she's hot she can't work there was something about that. I actually thought uh, Sonia brought a little bit more. I thought there was a couple spots. She looked solid with some stuff, but being generous again. And I, that's the only reason why I would give this two body slams. I would have gave a one, but Sonia carried her. I don't understand why we're at a period where there's women that need to get on these shows that are sitting in the back and you have people like, like uh, Mandy Rose or like Lana that gets spots when they can't work. And that's, that's really annoying to me. So like I said, and I'm being generous, but two body slams. Let's go to the resident uh, fan of Mandy Rose ringside Rand. What did you give this match? I think that Mandy is looking like the Sharon Stone character from basic instinct. I thought, I thought it was marginal. I thought it was pretty average, nothing special that they, she can do a lot better. So what do you give it on a scale of one to five body slams? One and a half. Um, I, the, yeah, this match was bad. I wrote down, does Mandy only know how to throw knee strikes? Because that's all she did. Oh, wait, no. No, you know what? 
you know what else she did? Readjusted her gear all the time, as did Sonya. Did you not try your gear out before you got to the ring? Because they constantly were fixing their gear. It's like, stop it. That's annoying and distracting. And it's the WWE. That shit shouldn't happen. Your gear should be pristine. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of an old Divas match. It sh- they could have just called it a bra and panties match, and it would have been – that's the type of quality match it was, and that's, that's what was upsetting to me. It, that match almost kind of set their women's division back. Yeah, and here it is. They said it's no disqualification. So you're like, okay, now you can – even if you're not the best worker, we can get something going here, you know, hide some of the weaknesses of these two. And it was like – like the whole – I'm going to throw the chair and slide it across the top of the tape. What the hell? What is that? It was terrible. And you th- I thought the whole time we're going to have a crazy table spot. Yeah. And nothing happened. It was bad. Yeah. So I'm, I'm giving it a one body slam. Yeah, I was – it reminds me of a time that I was with a girl that was – she was beyond attractive. Like, I – this girl was just like – we worked at Easton together. Everybody had a thing for her. But it was hot. It kind of, you know, looked good on the outside. But when it got to the behind the closed doors thing, had the same type of situation. It was very disappointing. And that's what this match was to me. I was kind of hyped to be a no DQ. And lo and behold, I was uh, blue and disappointed. For those listening at home, apparently uh, DJ Joey Blaze, he's pulling back the curtain, you know. I'm spread wide open. I'm an open book. (laughs) I am spread like the wings of sorceress. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Joey, for sharing. I mean, it's, it's good that you feel comfortable enough in this, in this environment to share your most personal and intimate details. Eternia forever, baby. Sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Let's move on to what we joked about earlier. It's time for Dominic Mysterio to take on Seth Rollins. Um, oh, by the way, sorry. We had picked, uh, Rand and Joey had picked Mandy Rose. I was the doofus that picked Sonya Deville to win in the predictions. All right, let's get to it. Seth Rollins, Dominic, uh, I'll go first. I love Seth's tights. Those are great. Breaking out the old WCW Rey Mysterio tights. That was good. You know what I hated? Dominic's tights. Who thought it'd be a good idea to wear a hoodie in the ring? Seriously. I thought it was going to be one of those old hoodies. Remember few years back where you put the hoodie over and you zip it up and it had a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like they had like, you know, Jason Voorhees and stuff like it was kind of a fashion thing. I think there was a couple uh, like Supreme or somebody did some hoodies like that and everybody lost their shit. Um, That's what I thought it was going to be. And then when he gets in the ring, like you said, and he goes to just like the girls kept adjusting their boobies and other stuff. He adjusted his, his hood. I don't know how many times. And my thing is, he's gone on record and said he wants to wear the gear that dad wears. So this would be the perfect – it's SummerSlam. It's one of your big events. Why not debut him as that? You know, I mean, he's even said that he wants to have a totally different name too. Fine, the name doesn't have to be changed right away. But that was the day right there to come out with the mask and the tights just like dad and go, go for it. Rand, what did you think of the match? Handcuffs, tables, and chairs. Oh, my. You forgot kendo sticks. No, I didn't. They have. <laughs> Is this series over, or will, it, will they somehow get more out of this? I know you're not a fan, Rand, of the whole Rey Mysterio and I losing the eye, and I wasn't either. But 
I mean, you you really that turned off by this feud that you want to see it go bye-bye? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't do anything for me. Um, I think it's kind of wrong to bring somebody as rookie give give him a match against one of the top people. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think the build up was that great for it. Um, I thought the match was okay. I I would have given it three body slams. Um, just because it's it's okay. There's nothing to write home about. You know, they did their brawling that they promised. They brought mom down for a little tearjerker moment. You know, but yeah, I was not not by any stretch of the imagination thought that this was like a mind-blowing match. So, Joey, what do you think was your rating for this match? Well, first, I'll give it, I'll give it three body slams um, myself, maybe close to three and a half, just for the simple fact. Dominic impressed me. I know yeah. he's been training, and I know who's been training him, but it was very impressive just for the simple fact, okay, it was against a top star, but it was against a top star, too, so you have that spotlight on you. And I think if you're going to go against somebody, I think somebody, I personally think Seth makes sense because Seth can go, he can change his style and he can work with all kinds of people all across the board. We've seen him work the gamut of people. Like he worked Ray, then he can work somebody like show. If he wanted to work show, like he Mm -hmm. can work different people Mm -hmm. in different styles. So I thought that made Seth the perfect first opponent. And I think it could make, if they continue the feud, a buddy Murphy, a good opponent because Murphy can work his ass off too. And I like the match. I don't. I I don't mind the feud. I think it's something that that they can still build off of. I I still think that now is the perfect time. Ray couldn't save Dominic from retribution. Well, well, maybe Dominic Seth can say, "I could have saved you. I can save you." And now's the time you put Dominic with Seth. Um, um, yeah, I, I I think that this feud is not over by any stretch of the imagination. I think we're going to see it for a few for a little bit longer. I'm not so sure that I see. Dominic going against dad, but, but that would be sweet. I would dig that, but I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. I How think, are our predictions on that? Uh, our predictions, by the way, that uh, let's see. Um, Rand had picked Seth Rollins. Uh, you and I had picked Dominic. So My first one wrong. Yeah. Rand, did you have anything else you wanted to throw in to the Dominic-Seth discussion here? If you're going to be the Messiah, have – have a cult that doesn't fit in on your bicycle that you can have more than one person since like the AOP it. is injured. I like that. I like that Rand made it like a bicycle for two. Like it was Murphy and Rollins, man. They should do, they should enter the, uh, the Thunderdome like that on a bicycle for two. They should, they should. Well, what happened with Austin theory? Because he wasn't, he supposed to be one of the acolytes of Rollins. Is he hurt or? I heard there was having some personal issues that they're dealing with. I don't know. Maybe it was COVID and something else. They've kept the, everything tight on COVID, who's had it and what's going on. Okay. But, yeah, there's some – they said something about personal issues. I think Meltzer talked about it recently. I don't exactly know uh, okay. what happened. I read something. But I think there's some personal issues going on. I think when he comes back, he'll be part of it. So, I think they're waiting for the right time to kind of plug him back in. So, you'll probably see, like, another tag match or something, and then he'll come out and help them. And Okay. That would be my my assumption, unless they just totally write him out of there. But I think he'll come. I think when he comes back, he'll be a part of them still. All right, we're moving on to the next ladies' match: Sasha Banks taking on Asuka uh, for the uh, WWE Raw Women's Championship. Wow, I, I'm just gonna say it: Bailey and Asuka was a good match. This was fantastic. I'm I'm gonna give this five body slams. I mean, it was really well done. Asuka wins with the the submission 
after a few t- possible reverses. I liked it a lot. Um, Rand, what do you think? I know you've already given us the, the five on the, uh, on the hand there, but what do you think? What did you like about the match? I think the spot of the night was when Oscar took a sunset flip from the ring to the floor. That was just – she took a big shot. I thought it was the best match of the night. Yes, four, four, and, a, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Joey, what say you? He's a, he's a tough one to impress, isn't he? <laughs> four and a half? Those girls left it all in the ring. I think when you take SummerSlam and you look at it, I think everybody should study from what those ladies did is because it told a story. So this match told a story. Bailey's match told a story. Then the, the story's intertwined. So, and that's such an important item in professional wrestling that's missing a lot of the time. In my opinion, that's what's missing with a lot of the, the rivalries going on in that, in that other organization, AEW. The rival organization is, is story, is not just storylines, but stories. Tell a story during the match. And, and both of, all three of these women pulled it off immaculately, in my opinion. Sasha it just keeps proving over and over again how well how great she is the same as oscar i watched the pay-per-view the other night and bridget my girlfriend was here we were watching and she didn't really watch but she was plugged into the women's matches because these women are outdoing the men mm-hmm. to be honest you know and it was it was it's very inspiring and i hope that inspired some of the locker room too so i know he said four and a half i'm with you john i'm giving it five just because of the storytelling and what the direction that it, 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 it took the storyline and yeah. then just the work rate was off the hook. So that's why I gave it five bodies. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to the um, title match that we have where Drew McIntyre is going to defend WWE championship against Randy Orton. Joey, I'll let you start. What did you think of this match? I was into it. Not, it kind of reminded me of an old school match because Randy can play that old school heel up like no other, the, slide out, you know, the whole just irritating. Exactly. God. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect analogy with, and uh, you know, he was doing that. So that was fun. And Drew gets frustrated. And then just the old school psychology of that match. And then it took me back because you got the bigger guys. So it was like that eighties feel the bigger guys wrestling each other, doing the stuff, power moves. And then all of a sudden Drew wins with a freaking backslide. I thought that was the most goofiest Take it home in the history for those two. You know who wins the backslide? Dominic Mysterio over Seth Rollins. That's how you would have done that. Drew McIntyre, big badass Drew, doesn't beat Randy Orton by a backslide. And that really perturbed me, the ending of that match. And because of that, I'm only giving it three body slams because it had great ingredients, but it was left in the oven too long. And they're just something just didn't go right. It didn't bake right. It didn't, it didn't at the end, it just didn't stick together. Uh, okay. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, I agree with everything you said about the match. I thought it had a real old school feel to it. It felt super important. Love the, the old schools of Bisco, if you will, where I'm always going to get out of the ring and frustrate my opponent. I love the ending because you didn't expect it. You got you didn't it. See it coming. You did not see it coming. And, and you know, you know who pitched that idea. I bet I would bet you $25. Ric Flair mentioned that in the back. Hey, we could do it like Carrie and I in 84. With Carrie and Flair would make sense because they're wrestlers. <laughs> like they wrestled. They're 60-minute men. You know what I'm saying? 
these guys are, are beat the piss out of and Drew's beat the piss out. Like, that's like Hulk Hogan uh, pitting Bundy like that or something, or pitting somebody with the backslide like that, in my opinion, because it's a bigger dude. It, I just didn't like the psychology of it. Plus, you didn't get to see an RKO. I mean, you could still excel the storyline without that ending, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Rand, what did you think about Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre? Hey, that backslide. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Thank you. So what would you give it? How I, many body slams? I was somewhat disappointed, but I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. I'm going to give it uh, four body slams. I liked it a lot. Who and picked two? What was the predictions on those? Oh, predictions. Sorry. I forgot about that. Um, Rand and uh, I picked Drew McIntyre. You picked Randy Orton. I did. You did. So, and when we go back one more to Sasha Banks and Asuka, I picked Sasha. You and Rand had picked Asuka. I'm going to interrupt this review of SummerSlam with DJ Joey Blaze and Ringside Rand for just one moment to remind you about the great sponsor of the PVD cast, and that's World's Greatest Comics. They're located at 5974 Westerville Road in Westerville, Ohio. And they've got tons of comics, graphic novels, toys, comic book supplies, collectibles, back issues, posters, basically anything you need for your fandom, they have. And they also have one world-class pool system as well. So sign on up, man, and you will never miss a single issue of your favorite comic. So stop by the store and say hello to Jeff and the other fine folks at World's Greatest Comics. Or you can check them out online at WGComics.com. Or you can find them on Facebook. Just go to at WGComics in the search engine of Facebook and you'll find their page. And no matter how you interact with them, whether live or over the internet, please let them know that you heard about the store from me, John Orlando, on the PVD cast. All right, our main event, the Fiend versus Braun Strowman. I think this is the... Second worst match on the card. I think I think the lady I think Sonya and Mandy was bad. This is pretty bad. Then maybe that tag match is third, but it was everything that Drew and Randy was not. I was bored with the match. I didn't really I wasn't invested in it. I didn't feel like the action was that hard hitting or that interesting. The finish was lame as shit. It's getting a one and a half body slam. Of all the things that they've pulled out from underneath the ring, the toolbox made sense. They used the toolbox. Braun took two Sister Abigails on the exposed ring. Braun said at the end, you're just a freak in a mask, and you can't handle the responsibilities. Did Roman say that, or did Braun? Roman said that? Roman did. Okay. Okay. Do we have responsibilities? Well, Joey, I'll go ahead and let let you go first. I'll hold that comment. Go ahead. What do you think? So I have different aspirations right here, Falls Count Anywhere, especially in the time of COVID, especially in a feud between Braun Strowman and The Fiend. You are, you have an empty parking lot because nobody's at the Amway Center. You have a huge arena. You have Albert at your disposal. Falls Count Anywhere. You literally go to the gorilla and come back. First, that's my first pet peeve. I see a, a Falls County where, and then second pet peeve, when I see that, I want to see more plunder. I want to see more people getting shit broke over them. You have two guys like that, like kitchen sink, like everything. Like you know, we, we didn't see a trash can at all on these hardcore matches. Like trash cans, that's a, that's a 
Especially like, for the last match of the night. They could have done right. so much. Yes. Right. I, so I expected all this stuff. I expected over the top. And, I mean, I feel like we just, it just – it just didn't make sense for the type of match it was. Mm-hmm. It's a falls count anywhere. And the fall happened in the ring. I hate when you have a falls count anywhere match and the fall takes place in the ring too. That drives me bulkers. So the psychology of it sucked to me. It wasn't the worst match because they actually did more stuff that made sense than the women's match that we spoke of. I would give it 1.75 body slams, I guess, if I was to rate it. So, like, a scoop slam and then a scoop and a roll-up or something. I don't know. Um, I just it, – it pissed me or off. Or a body <laughs> slam? Or a backslide? A body slam and a backslide. <laughs> I, just, I just got so upset. And then Roman makings, that made sense. But like we, I said, I would have booked it with Otis coming out. The Fiend's done. He pins the Fiend, and then you have a four corners match at payback. The belt's off of Otis that fast, and that storyline ran its course. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to deal with it. So that should not have been the main event of the evening because you're expecting so much from the cinematic match and for two big guys like that can go. It's not like you have Great Kali versus Great Kali. You had two big dudes that could go, and uh, that's what was upsetting. I'm a I'm a mark for both of them, and I think it was kind of, I it was I found it just really it, it grinded my gears for sure. I think the the moment of the night was Roman's return because you didn't see it coming. Well, yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with that. Um, is Roman is everything good with him? I mean, I'm assuming that everything health wise is a okay with him, and that's why he's back. Rand looked at me like, "What you talking about, Willis?" You don't think, Rand, that, like, health is a concern with him now? Having trouble with my equipment. There's pills for that. They're small and they're blue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think Otis is a complete waste of money in the bank so far. Okay. There were so many things they could have done. Shall we move on to NXT? Let's shall. Okay. <laughs> so, real quickly, Rand, before we start with NXT, you were trying to show us something here via video conference just a little bit ago. I just saw on Twitter, which, you know, is a reliable source, Wade Baird is returning to commentary tonight. Oh. Oh, he's returning to NXT for commentary. I see that right now. So, is the NWA just done then? I hope not, but it has to be. Uh, Thunder Rosa's an AEW. Starks yeah. is an AEW. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because Billy Corrigan released a statement saying that it was not done, that they had working agreements with different companies and all this jazz. But how do you have your women's champion show up on AEW? With the belt. Right. Exactly. That threw me off. I know. Same here. Same here. If that happens, I would like to see some of those guys land in NXT. I'd like to see Eli Drake finally come back to NXT and do something personally. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Stevens. I would love to see him come back. So uh, let's talk about NXT. Okay, scale of one to five body slams, I'm giving it four out of five body slams. I thought NXT was pretty good. My only gripe is that they're falling into the mindset of AEW where every match has to be 30 minutes. Like there, there were matches I'm like, you could trim this down by five minutes and it would be just so perfect as a match. Um, I feel like the latter match went way too long. Like, it could have been wrapped up a little bit earlier. 
I felt like a lot of these matches went went a little bit long. So, but let's start it off with that. As I have my notes right here, we have Timothy Thatcher taking on Finn Balor. Uh, this was a fantastic match. This is probably one of the best matches I've seen in a while. I thought this was a great, great match. I dig Timothy Thatcher. I personally, I like Thatcher too. I mean, I think what's going to be weird though is has he going to translate here in a, after he runs a course in NXT? And that's one of those guys I don't think that can that can translate to the next level because yeah. they have to put some sort of goofy gimmick on him. Right. And but for for what we had for NXT and then. Balor's money, dude. Balor yeah. is he's he's and he's enjoying it, and I think that's why he's so money right now too. He's finally enjoying it since he's been back in NXT. So I actually gave this match four body slams myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just good. It was it was it was interesting, and it, it even though that could have been an NXT show match, it was right for a pay per view. Not like some of the matches on SummerSlam that could have been a Raw match. Yep. So uh, I gave it four body slams. I'll give it five out of five. Rand, any comments? I'm keeping them to myself. No, thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the ladder match, which had some changes to it. Uh, Ridge Holland, not in the, uh, not in the ladders, ladder match uh, due to injury, if I remember correctly. Right, Joey? Well, no, they had that match. They did the match on NXT the week before between Kevin Gargano and Gargano got won the match, so he was in there. Oh, okay, okay. Just so like Velveteen Dream. That's how he got in as well. Okay, so that's where that's where we. Okay, so we had Grimes, Priest, Reed, Bronson Reed, Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano. I I, I really like. I said this match was if for what it was, it was good. Although I did find it annoying, and I always find it annoying. And this was even worse when Dream got up on one of those ladders and literally headbutted the belt, and I'm just turn around, just grab it, you know. But he was waiting. That kind of was bad. Um, but for what it was, it was okay. And, you know, I'm glad to see Damian Priest, the guy that I predicted to win it, to pick up the victory and win the North American title. So this match, if I were to give it a rating on body slams, we're used to something else with NXT. And I, we get used to that. This match was decent, but it wasn't the best for a ladder for an NXT ladder match. So I'll give it three and a half out of five. If this ladder match was in the Thunderdome, it takes it to four or four and a half. Because I, I think because you're confined to that when this is supposed to be because takeover is supposed to be on a larger stage. I think if they would have done uh, takeover on at the Thunderdome as well, I think the spots like you wouldn't have seen what happened with Velveteen Dream um, mm-hmm. and some different things like that. I think it would have made this match better. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't get stuck watching the exit sign in the background, stuff like that. You know, there's little things like just pitch dark, and so I think the ambiance kind of took away from it. I love Bronson Reed's new gear. Like I marked out like that for no other. Cause I Bigelow was the man and he, he never, he never, never really got the respect he deserved. I don't think that's a whole nother podcast, but I enjoyed it. The only reason I gave it three and a half was because it was a little lengthy and it wasn't, if I'm comparing it to a, if that was a ladder match on a, on raw, it would be better too. So I think it was kind of the atmosphere and the ambiance is why I'm grading it maybe as, as a little bit lower. I'm going to give it three as well. Cause like I said, I think it, it went way too long. Rand, any comments on the uh, ladder match? It was what we expected it to be. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be a five-star classic. Okay. Let me tell you that this 
maybe was the surprise of the weekend. And I'm even meaning, talking about even everything that happened at SummerSlam, everything that happened prior to this match, this was the surprise of the weekend. Adam Cole beats McAfee, Pat McAfee, in a match that was 10 times better than anyone expected it to be. Mad props to Pat McAfee. That dude's a hell of an athlete, hands down. For a dude that's never wrestled one day in his life, goddamn, he'd put on a performance. That's all I'm going to say. Well, they obviously trained hard leading up to it because there was – there was, and it wasn't the basic arm bar, arm drag. Like, there was some hard spots to do. And then, like you said, his simple athleticism of the stuff that he pulled off during that match – and uh, it was kind of cool seeing A.J. Hawk being a Buckeye fan. The A.J. Hawk let him to the, you know, he was there with him in his corner. But uh, I actually, if I were to, to I would rate this four, four out of five body slams. I was entertained. That's the main thing. Like, it drew me in. Like, I know people said, oh, just get this B-list celebrity or whatever. But I'm a big sports fan. And McAfee, you know, Pat McAfee here, he's on, he's on all those, uh, pre-shows and talk shows and this, that, and the other. And uh, he just delivered. That's just the bottom line. So that's why I gave it four body slams. I give it four because it could have been trimmed down a little bit. I think this was one that it could have just been cut down just a little bit, and it would have been all right. Rand, do you have any any thoughts on Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole? Pleasant surprise. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I'll be honest, I think in our predictions – Joey, you and I had picked Pat McAfee to go over. So, Rand, you were the smart one picking Adam Cole, baby. Here we go. Io Shirai defeated Dakota Kai in a match that, uh, again, Rand, you you kind of made the comment last week that Rhea Ripley somehow would be involved. Now, granted, she wasn't in the match, but she did have something to do after the match. I thought this match was pretty good, too. Uh, Again, just long. That's it. Rand, what do you think about this ladies' matchup for NXT? I think we need more Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I think she can be a big deal. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I won't lie. I would be fascinated to watch Gonzalez take on Rhea Ripley. Joey, what do you think? The Dakota Kai-Gonzalez uh, dynamic is, is interesting. It's it's Sean and Diesel for women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, Dakota Kai really impressed me with this match, personally. I've watched not as much as of her stuff as I should have, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was very entertaining. And Io Shirai, she always delivers, and she really, I thought she delivered well. I gave this four out of five two for the four out of four five slams for like you said, maybe went a little long, but it was nice to see like the face to face between uh, Ripley and Gonzalez was really cool. Um, you know, being two bigger badass women, right? So. Um, I was entertained. It, it, the women in, in WWE just stole the show for the most part this past weekend. And I just, I can't give them enough props, even though we had that, the garbage match that we talked about, but the other three really kind of, and let's go back to, to the ladder match, Candice LeRae getting involved, that bump she took being on top of Bronson Reed. Like that was mm-hmm. awesome too. It was really, it was really great to see. Uh, so many women deliver this weekend in, under the WWE umbrella. So I give it four out of five body slams. Uh, I would give it four out of five. Rand, are you in agreement with us? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you now, are- for our- <laughs> now for our main event, Keith yes. Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee defending the NXT title 
against Karrion Cross. Look, I I like the match. In fact, I'm going to give the match a four out of five. But I think I'm the only one in our group of friends and probably the only one on the East Coast or the Midwest or anywhere in the United States that believes this. I think it's too soon to move Keith Lee up to the main roster. I'm sorry. I think it's not. I think you should have done it more when he was hot with Survivor Series or Rumble. He was hot. WWE seems to be when, when people are hot and things are get, like things are hot, they just kind of wait too late to do it. Like the whole Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman thing out of nowhere. Like that's two years too late. I like the Keith Lee thing. I thought it was just, I think the timing's weird. Um, but this match for the whole show, I thought this was the worst match because Karrion Cross isn't a normal NXT guy. He would he his style translates better to the main roster than it does NXT. And I wasn't something seemed off about this match at times to me. Uh, there was a couple missed spots that I noticed. So I don't know what it was. Is something just seemed off? And then well, I didn't see the ending coming. I didn't think Keith Lee is going to drop the belt that fast. But obviously now we know why. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. I give this match and I'm being generous with three out of five body slams, and I'm a huge Keith Lee fan. I just felt like it wasn't a normal Keith Lee match. Because you get, like, when he showed up on Raw, and then when he wrestled Randy, and he catches Randy's fist, and that was cool. There wasn't too many cool moments with him in this, like you would see against maybe Dominic Dijakovic or, you know, or any of these other guys. Because he can work just like anybody else. He can work smaller guys. There was just something about it. And then the old thing, also the thing that was weighing on me, uh, sorry, I'm talk, saying so much here, but you made the comment that Karrion Cross is the Mark Miro of 2020. And I'm like, I don't get it. But watching this match, I thought about it and I was like, damn it, John, I think has a point because I just, I don't, I just don't get him. I don't get the gimmick and NXT. And I think his woman could be much more over than what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I gave it three out of five body slams. Yeah, you know, and, and here's the thing real quick. You know, it's been revealed that uh, Cross got injured mid-match. He busted up a shoulder on a clothesline in the corner. He just was positioned wrong. Um, finished the match, but the, the shoulder was out of socket, actually. So that, that makes me wonder, you know, I know accidents happen. I get it. I understand that. Things go awry, but – that's got to make you a little bit nervous that you just invested some time and energy to put the belt on this guy. And, you know, granted, supposedly it's, it's better, but you know, if you pop a shoulder out once, it's going to pop out again. Yeah, exactly. And that's my thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I thought the, the, it was surprising that he, they put the belt on him. I don't know where they go from here. I'm, I'm assuming Donovan comes back into the picture and they do a little feud. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the match, I like the match still. I give, I'm still sticking by four out of five. May, maybe just because the shock factor helped to give me a little bit of that, that bump to go to four. Rand, what would you think? I agree. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was my turn to speak. Um, do you think that Keith Lee should have had a better send-off? See, I just think, Rand, I think he still needs a little, little more time. But you know what? I'll give you credit, Joey. I'll give you credit. If they had pulled the trigger at the Royal Rumble, Maybe I might be on board with it because maybe you're right. You know, I just feel like he's just now come into his own on NXT and now we're moving him up to the main roster. He's got the physique. He's got the skills. He's got the package, but maybe seasoning. Let's call it that. Maybe a little more seasoning down in NXT and then move him up. 
so I, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't work for me, but Joe, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. No, like you said, they, they caught up right in the middle of his stride. And that that's happened mm-hmm. to a few guys. Like um, I think that kind of happened to Alistair Black, maybe mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, these guys are just getting going and, and getting their brand over, let it run its course a little bit and then do it. Or like I said, they should have pulled survivor stories having these, you know, bumps up against Brock Lesnar or Strowman, you know, you do it then. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't. So just the timing is just so weird. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agreed. Why didn't we see anything from retribution? Oh, you know what? Great question. During I, what? Our slam or during NXT or showing up at your house, Rand would win. <laughs> well, I think they're, they're bothering my computer equipment, but if they're really these incredible troublemakers at the beginning of the show, like seven o'clock, they said, um, We've added security. Well, why didn't you add security the other times when it caused trouble? Why? What's different now? Yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't, why they said that and then they never showed up uh, on SummerSlam. I didn't get that. I, I'm not a huge fan of the retribution storyline to begin with. And, you know. Will they, will they wind up like the hacker? Will they wind up like Nexus? Will they wind up like the shield? What are they going to be? Well, wait a minute. The Shield had a run, so we you got to disqualify them for that list of losers, okay? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There are some good and some bad. Which one are they going to be? Oh, okay. I think they. I, I'm. I'm going to say they're going to be Nexus level. What do you think, Joey? Well, if it depends on how they carry out the storyline. If they're trying to get people to invest and try and figure out who's in it, you just don't know what they want. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you want to know what they want? You don't know what they want. So what? What are the, the retribution? What there's a reason why there's retribution. What are, what do you guys want? What why are you wrong? Maybe have somebody in disguise their voice talk about it, you know, and behind just black, almost like uh, oh gosh, black scorpion. No, I'm talking about the guy that wears the the one mask, the computer hacker that's anonymous. Anyway, anonymous. That's it. Boom. <laughs> okay. Oy vey. So anyways, like something like that, and you disguise their voice and kind of, um, but we don't know what they want. All they do is they show, okay, we get it. You can destroy stuff. Cool. That's awesome. Let's, let's figure out why you're here. So I don't, I don't, I don't think they're doing enough with that. And that's why I don't, if they don't do something soon, then the gimmick's just dead in the water. And and my question is, if the rumors are true and Chelsea Green is part of this, like what has she got to be angry about? You're getting a, you were getting a push. You're a you're an attractive young lady. You got a sweet dude as a as a husband who has awesome wrestling toys. He's kind of a chode at times, I think. But no, well. maybe that's why. Maybe she's retribution against that. <laughs> God damn it, Matt! You bought more AWA Remcos. I'm revolting. <laughs> well, they said that they think Dijakovic and Dio Madden. See, Madden makes sense, right? Because he was on the Raw announce team. Shit, I forgot about him, to be honest with you. So, he makes sense. I don't know why Dijakovic would make sense. He had to come up with something like that. So, I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, gentlemen, let's start closing up shop here. Um, Rand, where can folks find you on the internet if they choose to do so? Well, let's go with the ever-popular tweeter at Rand Dittmar. And um, my equipment will be better next time. I apologize. It's all right, man. It's no problem. Technology sometimes can be a pain in the ass. We, we know. Not much of a budget here, by the way. Well, that's all right. 
if I had if I had tech tech guys, I'd send them over. But you know, I had to let them go because of COVID. So yeah, you had to furlough them. I did. I had to furlough them. Yeah, it was a very very sad day Johnny here. Furlando. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I signed all their last checks. Anyways, um, DJ Joey plays. Where can uh, folks you can, find you it? can find me at uh, onlyfans.com backslash Mr. Ninja. Um, <laughs> I, it's pretty crazy the things I can do with chopsticks and, and then a ninja outfit. But other than that, I'm on Twitter, twitter.com backslash DJ Joey Blaze. Send me a message, DM, it goes down there. Or you know, tweet me, let me know what you guys think. When, when I'm on here, we're on here, we're doing this. I love interacting with people. Don't get a lot of that during COVID. Can I interject for a minute? I want to know, can you divulge whether it's true or not that Mr. Ninja is going to be uh, part of uh, Akira Tozawa's group? I cannot confirm or deny that because he is the baddest man from Baltimore to Singapore. All right. So uh, not confirm or deny that. Okay. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks, DJ Joey Blaze. Thank you, Ringside Ran. I'm going to throw it to a quick break, and on the other side of the break, I'll be back to wrap up the episode. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My conversation with DJ Joey Blaze and Ringside Ran talking about the predictions that we made last week for SummerSlam and NXT. And maybe you'd like to comment on what you've heard here today. So let me tell you how you can do so. You can shoot me an email if you like. And my email address is johnorlando at pvdcast.com. You can find me on Twitter. My personal Twitter handle is at pvdmvp. And you can leave me a message over on the Facebook page or the Instagram page of this podcast. Just search for at PVDcast. And maybe you want to tell some folks about this great podcast. And you're like, I'm not sure all the different places where it's available, John. Well, let me fill you in on that. Obviously, the online home of yours truly, PVDcast.com, is a great place to go and snag episodes. But it's also available throughout most of the major podcasting platforms like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Deezer, etc., etc. In fact, if you're curious, just go to your favorite podcasting platform in the search bar, put in PVDcast. Sometimes you have to put PVDcast John Orlando, and it's sure to be there. And don't forget, you can always hear the PVDcast live every Monday night at 9.30 through Redline Radio LLC. So simply check out their Facebook page at Redline Radio LLC. Check out their website, www.redlineradiollc.com. Or better yet, if you're an Android phone user, download the app. Of course, it's called Redline Radio LLC. And you can hear not only the PVD cast every Monday night at 930, but all of the great shows on the network. All right. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I will chat at each and every one of you later. Stay righteous, stay independent, stay safe and healthy.
the following has been a production of John Orlando Enterprises, LLC. Copyright 2020.